0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns brought to you by the Locked On podcast network. Uh, we're going to get into things here. A little switch of the schedule here today. We're going to bring Stephen Thomas in. Uh, Stephen's going to join us here today. We're still going to get to John Costco. We just kind of had to maneuver that recording around. Look, fatherhood. Being a husband, sometimes things have to change. And, of course, John's very busy. So, of course, you know when he can fit us into a schedule, we're certainly going to you know, make that happen. But we're not going to disappoint here as we get Stephen Thomas in from the OBR. We want to thank everybody for making Locked On Browns. Your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Browns is available and free on all your podcast platforms. We're going to break it into it here a little bit more uh, You know, from yesterday, as you know, I'm sure now most people are on to second watch, third watch. Um, I think, Stephen, and this is the thing, I was pretty confident in this. And, and look, again, it's not a knock on Justin Fields. Um, it's okay to say maybe Justin Fields wasn't ready. It's okay to say that maybe Matt Maggie isn't ready for Justin Fields it's okay to say that maybe the Bears offensive line is not ready for Justin Field, <clears throat> but you did yesterday what you're supposed to do. Um, you took a team that, you know, appeared on paper, like they weren't ready. Um, and of course they decided not to, you know, use David Montgomery a- a- enough to keep this game close while the Browns were, you know, scuffling on offense and maybe gambling a bit too much for my likings. But I mean, you want to talk about, as dominant, and for me, there's no question about it. This has been the most dominant defensive performance I've seen in four years covering this team, um, you know, going back to September of 2017. <clears throat> and I think it was, you know, miles obviously. Um, you see the effects that Avian Clowney's is going to have, you see the effect that the two of them are going to have on each other. Um, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, there's that linebacker room consists of a lot of guys, and then guys like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, um, certainly a difference maker there. And the evolution and development and starting to understand the presence and package that Grant Elliott brings to a defense as well.
1: Yeah, I I mean, just from a very general sense, uh, as we've said since, well, really since free agency and the draft, looking at it on paper, but especially since the start of camp, the upgrade on speed. Uh, in speed, just as a in totality, uh, as the unit overall in the defensive side of the ball is drastic to say the least. I mean, even the most casual fan uh, who watched last year and then this year. Uh, it just jumps off the screen uh, you know I mean you can get away with a little a, a little more you know mistake here and a little over aggression, like you said maybe on, on in certain spots if you have the speed to make up for it, and they have it in so many different places and that's not a knock on the guys last year, as we said, you know during the run last year, those guys played their hearts out, they gave everything that they had to give, but there's just some guys who have more to give than others, and we got a lot of those dudes here on defense and yeah I, we were talking about it off air before we started recording here. Uh, Among all of the other things, it was just a a mismatch yesterday. The fact that they didn't move the pocket more for Justin Fields um, was shocking, quite frankly. I mean, for any rookie quarterback, you know their processing goes slower in the passing game. That's just the way it is. They don't go from their reads, and the NFL speed gets to them. So when you have a guy who has the athletic ability and the the ability to get outside the pocket and buy himself that extra three-quarters of a second to a second, with his legs, the fact that you didn't do it, I, I think, what, three times they moved the pocket or something like that. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, it, it, almost malfeasance on their part at that point, especially after the sacks started to pile up. I mean, maybe you go out in the, in the beginning of the game and you think, okay, we're going to see how we stand up to it. But once they, they're, they're hitting him over and over and just destroying every play, uh, i you got to adjust at some point and maybe there was nothing they could have done. I mean, maybe it was going to go that way no matter what, but I thought the fact that they didn't do anything. I mean, just look at the the step 47 yards on 42 plays. I mean, come on. It was, and like you said, there, there, there's, there's, there's a faction of fans out there and I've seen them and you've seen them. And if you're listening to talk radio or whatever, you've probably heard them too. Um, You know, oh, well, it was just the Bears and his rookie quarterback and they their offensive line is terrible. So so what? Who cares? Well, like you said, they did what they're supposed to do. You know, I mean, what, what else were they supposed to do? If it was that much of a mismatch that you're trying to brush it aside as they didn't really accomplish anything, then then I'm happy with the performance. I mean, if they'd gone out against this offense. And had two pressures in one sack. Well, then we're having a very different story, but they went out and did exactly what they were supposed to do. The team that was in front of them, one of the Browns' strengths matched up perfectly with one of their weaknesses, and they took full advantage for basically the whole 60 minutes. So yeah, I, I, I mean, are there things they could have improved on? Yeah. As you mentioned, they shot themselves in the foot on offense about four times in the first half. Uh Baker Um, He was fine, but obviously not his best day missed at least one touchdown, perhaps two that were pretty wide open. Uh, But, you know, good enough to win did uh, did everything fine. Uh, I I just everything was fantastic. They're two and one they won by 20 points could have won by more uh, should be three and oh, in my opinion, and yet there are still people out there deciding to be mad. So, you know, at this point, let's just enjoy the ride and, and move on to Minnesota. Uh, yeah, no, no question about that. And this, the oh,
0: the, it feels like it's always, uh, and it's like maybe like, you know, like that negative old aunt you had or your grandmother where nothing could just be positive. You know, you watch your mother put together a hell of a ho- your holiday meal or do all of this or, you know, uh, or an old uncle. Yeah, yeah, you went four for five. But, uh, you know, when you ground it out, you did get that runner. To the th- it's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. I mean, <laughs> if you know, it doesn't. You want a game by twenty. Is there still things to work on? Sure. It's week three, and I'll tell you right now, I don't want this team to peak now anyway. Right. Uh, you don't want them to peak now anyway. Um, and the fact that there's, you know, you talk, you know, Anthony Walker not playing. Um, you're finding now that Jeremiah Usukora as he gets a little bit more comfortable in his understanding of the defense, not only is he the most physical tackler they have as a linebacker. He's probably the most athletic linebacker they have. He's probably right on par with Anthony Walker as far as intelligence and seeing things. And this, look, you can watch film. You could be a guy who watches film for two hours. You could watch a guy for six hours. The guy who watches it for two hours can still maybe lap the guy who's watching it for six hours. It's an innate thing. It's a skill. It, it truly is to be able to you know read, recognize and be able to say, all right, well, okay, well, I see this. Every time that guard tips that way, he's going this way. But it's a whole other thing to truly process it and pick it up when you're out there on the field. Because when you're watching film, you can go, stop, 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 frame by frame, frame by frame, frame by frame. Now you got to watch it at 100 million, million miles an hour. And the fact that Jeremiah Usukormoa is all of these things athletically, and it looks like he is all of these things as far as being an intelligent player on a football field, that's how you get what you saw yesterday. And, you know, Jason Peters thinking, uh, here's this rookie linebacker. And he wasn't an idiot. I'm not going to let you cream me. I'm giving up 70 pounds. I am going to keep a safe distance from you. So either I can dive to the inside and make this play or hopefully dive to the outside make him cut inside me. So if I didn't make the play, hopefully somebody else is going to. But you start to see this specialness and blend of what this guy is. And you add it. And i just seen a tweet now from Ryan Burns. And you added to this defense, which is now, I guess, if you want to use a nice safe number, 238% faster, Ryan Burns, than it was last year.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, JOK, obviously, uh, Grant Delpit did not have a huge statistical day yesterday. But Jake is breaking down the film and sent uh, sent me a text and basically said th- this guy is going to be special too. Uh his speed, if he can be what we all thought he could be you add that we already know what greg Newsom can do and you know prayers up for his calf uh it doesn't seem like from what they're saying it's a it's a you know serious thing but we'll have to wait and see so just those three guys on their own just the speed and versatility and the the things that they allow other guys to do we've been saying this all off season and we finally got a chance to see it yesterday and like you said jok still a rookie Uh, had a very good game yesterday. I'm sure the film is going to show he was probably out of position a few times. And over the course of the season, he's, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie that's, they're going to bait him into things. And that's what happens. Same for Grant Delpit, basically a rookie, you know, still coming back from the injury. Uh, Greg Newsom, a rookie, a great player, but they're all going to make mistakes. So we haven't even seen them at their full capacity yet. But just the, the three of them being on the field, and and we, you and I talked about this whenever you were nice enough to have me on the pod over the summer. Not only their contributions, but what their presence allows everyone else to do. I mean, we saw it with Ronnie Harrison yesterday. They used him in the box. They used him in the slot. They used him. Uh, I think he lined up at edge a few times, if I remember right. Uh, I mean, and had a whale of a game, and 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 it frees up John Johnson to do. What he does best, uh, it allows uh, the the front wall on the you know the front four to just you know, basically pin their ears back and go. And you you mentioned Miles, obviously he had the monster day. Clowning had a huge day. We have nobody's really talking about Tack McKinley and all that guy has done. Again, the box score stats don't show everything. He really hasn't lit up the box score. But he's winning his reps over and over and over. And when you wreck a play and mess up the timing of the offense repeatedly, if you continue to do it long enough, eventually the stats are going to come. But even if they don't, the contributions that he's making to the rest of the defense and allowing – there was a couple of times that Miles and, and Jadevian and the Maliks got home or at least got hits, and Tack was the one who forced – Justin Fields into their rush lane so they work in tandem very well and uh, exactly like Ryan said I, I mean just the speed itself it's it's so apparent it's so apparent and the things that you can't teach speed and the things that it allows you to do and to recover from if you make a mistake is just innumerable uh in the NFL it, it leads to wins speed leads to wins
0: it's, it's just fun. I mean, it, 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 it it's fun. It's refreshing because we've seen so many other teams have it. Um, it, it, This is the key. Look, the NFL, and you see the Kansas City Chiefs at 1-2. The key to this in stopping these teams, and look, everybody's got the capability to score 40 points now, is you got to out-athlete the athletes, And which is the approach the Browns tried. And the more interesting approach they went with that is, well, let's try to find like, the smartest football minds that exist between – These upper echelon elite athletes. Right. Um, So far, looks like a pretty damn good recipe, Mr. Barry. We're going to get to some thoughts here on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I don't think enough superlatives can be said about uh, Kareem Hunt, so we'll get into that a little bit. And, you know, hey, cannot have a conversation for the first time in 11 months about the on field play of number 13, Odell. Hey Browns fans! This is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to twenty-five cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown and get about get a bonus of twenty-five cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to fifty percent, fifty cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. There you, the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card by Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is code Touchdown! We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the grid ironers. Teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double, double your initial deposit just for signing up. Do not forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easy way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Thanks again for making Locked on Browns your first listen every day. We are still going to cover why Aaron Rodgers has found his groove. No, we're not kidding. We are going to cover everything Cleveland Browns wise, day in, day out, LGB on the OB, Locked on Browns, available free on all your podcasting apps. Steve, like I said, um, and this is, and you know, the way you look at it yesterday, Nick Chubb, Slow day, not the greatest of days. And I think what you saw yesterday, and we can sit here and watch the Browns and say, oh, we think Nick Child's probably a little a better running back than Kareem Hunt. But the difference between those two, and then you take the difference, take Nick out of the equation, and then you go just Kareem Hunt against the rest of the running backs in the entire NFL. It is so minute where he ranks with the rest of the running backs in the NFL. And, folks, just a little teaser. PFF, your number one and two running backs currently in the NFL. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, number one currently, Kareem Hunt. So when you could have a day where maybe it's just not going as well for Nick, okay, no problem. Let's see if it's going for Kareem. All right, we start off throwing it to him a little bit, you know, in your Texas routes. You know, screen, the screen was perfect because at the time, the Bears' D-line was really getting home. And it was the perfect time to just say, okay, come on, come on, come on. Thank you. But, and this is where Kareem is, look, they'll both run through you. But Kareem at times yesterday, it was the two yards, seeing that there was some would-be tacklers. Ah, hell, let's just dive into the fray and see what happens. But he ran, especially yesterday, he ran hard yesterday. And for as much as he has done to get his reputation back, get his status in the game back. Um, it, it's got to be great for him knowing, and for the two of them, look, there's longevity to be had for two of these guys because they work so well in unison, because you can kind of take it easy on both of them. But it's nice to know that, oh, well, if our ace pitcher didn't have it on Friday night, well, on Saturday, our number two pitcher twir- twirled a gem and we got a chance to steal in this series, but a beautiful day, beautiful effort and Kareem Hunt, with all of the skill in the room, basically saying, hey guys, I, I still I still got it, man. You ever need me? There's a day where you need me.
1: Go ahead. I'm ready. Yeah, and that's one of the nice things about having all these weapons that we talked about all offseason, right? I mean, there's not <clears throat> one guy that has to be on for the Browns to win, like it was for so many years, or at least to be effective on offense. They've got Guys who can step up in the receiving game, you know in the in the receiver room in the tight end room in the running back room and just a quick fact because I had some people get on me because I said it, I said the same thing. Nick Chubb didn't have his best day. He actually rushed for more yards than Kareem hunt uh, mm-hmm. but and I think part of yesterday, <clears throat> and you got to be careful how you say it, Nick was fine yesterday. it wasn't wasn't like a bad day or anything like that, but I think we as fans have just become so accustomed to to him being borderline superhuman that when he's just really good, it feels like a bad day. I mean, you know, 22 carries for 84 yards for just about anybody else in the league is you're like, hey, that guy had a pretty good day. Uh, meanwhile, in Cleveland, we're like, man, what's wrong with Nick? Give the ball to Kareem. You know, so it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of a straight, you got to, there's context involved, you know, but yeah, obviously, you know, uh, uh, I mean, they, the Browns ran 78 plays and Kareem Hunt had 17 touches, which is more than 20% of the time. You know, uh, it's, uh, he was the spark plug yesterday. He was definitely the guy that got the extra yards. Uh, uh, gave them an injection when they were shooting themselves in the foot in the first half, an injection of emotion and and a spark or however you want to phrase it. And he has this knack. Kareem is one of those guys. uh, And it's probably due to the fact that his legs, his thighs and his calves are like bigger than my car. It's ridiculous what that guy's (laughs) legs look like. I mean, it really is. Um, But he's one of those guys that we have been frustrated with from the Browns defensively for years. He always falls forward. Well, we ta- we hit him two yards short. There's three defenders, but somehow he still felt forward and got the first down. He always does. And he has this extra thing, and you and I have talked about this, and it happens so frequently that I I, I can't – Uh, ignore it anymore he has a knack for falling on top of the defender Mm -hmm. and rolling forward for an extra three quarters of a yard like it's weird how often it happens I mean obviously it's not something you practice that would be you know bizarre if that was the case but it happens so frequently that you notice it and you're like man that's just that's strange uh but yeah 27 had a great day yesterday I mean the touchdown run where he made a uh, a sure tackling safety who had nobody on him, had a free run at him, just totally whiff. I mean, what a move. I, I mean, just just an incredible move. Uh, when you have these two guys, and it's weird that a lot of the national media is still just waking up to how talented this duo is in the backfield. It, it, it was apparently a secret from a lot of national guys, which is weird for us in Cleveland because we're well aware of it. Uh, they're really starting to figure it out that this team can attack you and hit you in so many different ways offensively again for the third week, the second week in a row, they really didn't play their, they didn't have their fastball on offense and they still easily could have put up 40. I mean, they had four scoring drives in the first half that they they stopped themselves out of, you know? So I, I don't know what more you can say about this team. And, and as far as moving forward, uh, I had this discussion with Jake yesterday on the, on the post game on the OBR and it's, We've all kind of assumed that this was it for the the two of them this year, 2021, because Kareem has no dead money on his deal next year, and they're not going to pay that much money in the running back room because of the analytics and yada, 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 all that stuff. We've all had that discussion for so long. And that may still end up being the case. But if he continues doing this, and the two of them continue working together like this, you got to start to wonder, If maybe they try to find a way to keep him beyond uh, this year, next year, because a, like we just said, it's such an advantage for the offense, but like you said, when you were talking about them, they may look at each other, Nick and Kareem and go, you know what? Running backs average about three and a half years in the NFL. If the two of us stay together and keep our carries down, maybe we could play eight years together in the NFL and we'd make even more money and Mm -hmm. compete for championships. And now the dollars may not ultimately end up working out and Kareem may say, no, that's great, but I want to be the feature back somewhere. And he may go elsewhere. It could work out that way. But I think if he continues to put up games like he did yesterday, you have to at least have the conversation regardless of what the analytics say to try and keep those two together.
0: Well, and there could also be the case of where you're looking at a couple of wide receivers, one of which we're going to get to here and say, you know, Sure. This guy can do two things. Those guys technically only do one thing. So, you right. know, there's certainly there's money to be moved around. Um, my first initial thoughts yesterday on Odell Beckham Jr. were I think he was ready for Kansas City. And they just decided to be cautious with it because five for 77, you throw in so damn near total, 90, 90 total yards in I'd say maybe what, a third of the work. And it all. And the one thing where it did surprise me is it kind of seemed like it was, we want to throw it. Okay, Odell, go back in. So like you know, like we saw last week where Baker was miked up against the Texans. I don't care if they know what we're doing. I don't care. If we do what we're supposed to do, I don't okay. care if they know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, wow, it looks like an obvious passing down. Third nine, 13 comes back onto the field. Again, we don't care if we do what we are capable of doing. We don't care if you possibly know what we are doing. But crisp, clear, uh, you know, catch on the sidelines, which, I mean, that is the one that probably really, really hit me because to be able to toe tap, I mean, you know, look, it's a year. It's a year without doing this. And look, there's refs, there's practice, but you're in a stadium where there's 70,000 people screaming, look, the Bears, DBs, they get paid to that. The reverse, I think the reverse was, hey, we want to get you everything. We want to make you feel everything. Just to make sure, you know, hey, maybe this is something you're not as comfortable with, so we won't call it next week, or we won't call it in two weeks with a spot for it. We'll use somebody else in this scenario, but clear, clean. The footwork was back. The hands. I mean, you know, obviously, there's ways to still catch balls when you went through with uh Odell went through, Um, but again, now this is just now here another level. And as Baker Mayfield now is playing with a confidence level that is off the charts, it's almost kind of like you're, you're it's a new addition bringing Odell into this fold because you, now you have Baker playing with this confidence level that he had in 2018. He didn't have it times in 2019. He certainly didn't have it early in 2020. Basically that confidence level went on basically the second Odell went down in that Cincinnati game. But now again, what do you do when you are playing the Cleveland Browns? Oh, we got to take Odell away. All right. What are you gonna do about the running backs? Uh, okay. Well, We'll put too many guys in the box okay, well, that kid Schwartz runs a 4-2, and Donovan Peoples Jones finally showed something in the regular season, like all this stuff we heard in the summer. But, I mean, you bring 13, in, man, it just makes an open avenue
1: as a play caller to just say, yeah, yeah, sure, let's go with this one. It'll work. Well, yeah. It's, as we have said, you know, all off season watching his rehab, it's the difference between having a true number one and not. You know, I mean, the, the rest of the guys in that room, talented. This is, That's not a knock on those guys. They're all really good, and couple of them have the potential to develop into a number one option uh, at some point. But there's a reason guys like Odell Beckham get the money that they get and the recognition that they get. There's only a few guys that are like 13 when he's fully healthy. And and he clearly wasn't yesterday. He still uh, you know uh, uh, you could see him uh, in and out of his breaks just favoring it just slightly he's probably 95 98% at this point and obviously game conditioning that that's something that you just can't do until you go through it you know i mean he he said it himself he was tired at the end of the game it, it, playing an nfl game takes a lot out of you so uh, think about what he's going to be like in 6 to 8 weeks once he gets back fully into his groove and stops thinking about the knee he's got to get hit on it a few times so uh, nine targets out of thirty-one attempts for Baker Mayfield, just shy of thirty percent. Which I, I don't know the full analytics. Costco probably knows those kind of things, but I, I have to imagine that's relatively normal for a number one receiving threat. So you know, I've seen some people out there saying, "Oh, Baker was forcing him the ball again." I don't think that was the case. I think he was just open. You know, he's just he's just he's just good at playing well, wide other receivers. Thing is, is he's he always was going
0: to be he's always going to be the first read. Exactly. Most of the time, he's going to be the first read. He's Odell Beckham Jr., and it's not a knock on anybody else. Right. But if I know Odell's
1: open and we're going to get an easy eye here, like the first slant you threw to him, why am I even going to look at a second option? Exactly. That's why he's Odell, and, and we're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, 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 that's what a number one wide-receiving threat does. Do you think back in his heyday, Dez Bryant wasn't the number one option, the number one read on every single play? Or, you know, had Michael Irvin. I mean, heck, that, that's Bobby what he has. This is why we know these guys' names, because they're that good. They're the first read all the time, because if they're open, you want the ball in their hands. So I thought it was a, a really good um, first game back. I mean, you know, no, it didn't light up the stat sheet, but it was a good day. And the fact that it was the first day, in, you know, in in just about a year and, and and the other thing that we saw, too, yesterday, much like we were just talking about with the additions on the defense, and we had, you and I talked about this all off season, just his mere presence on the field, what it allows the rest of the weapons to do. I mean, there were a couple. I mean, he hasn't played in almost a year. He's still, you know, favoring the knee maybe just slightly. You wonder if he's back. All those things that we said. And the Bears are still shading a safety towards him. Uh, from virtually every play so what does that do it opens up other guys uh Demetric Felton was wide open on that first drive and Baker missed him uh Harrison Bryant wide open say,
0: I still say Felton should have laid out but that's just me
1: yeah I mean, I mean sure you could have said it but and, you know a couple missed plays and, and then some other throws that were super easy for for Baker because I, I, I'm you got to look at the all 22 but I would be shocked if it wasn't at least in part to 13 dragging coverage his way that's what a number one, a true number one threat does for you. And it allows these other guys to have one-on-ones against the second best corner and the third best corner. And maybe a safety gets on Donovan people's Jones at one point, you know, I mean, look what happened yesterday on the play. We were just talking about when, you get Demetric Felton matched up with a linebacker, he was open mm-hmm. by three yards. I mean, it's, this is what guys when mismatches all over the field, when you have this much offensive weaponry, this is how it looks. And so, Again, they're still learning. They're still figuring their way out. Like you said, they're not going to peak week three. I wouldn't want them to. So if they remain healthy, think about what this offense is going to look like in six weeks. You know, by the time we get to those back-to-back Raven games, this offense is going to be humming on all cylinders. And if they're not averaging close to 35 points a game, I will be shocked. Stunned. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, We're going to get to some thoughts here from the AFC North yesterday. Uh, Interesting day in that respect. We'll close it out with those with Stephen Thomas of the OER on your latest Blocked on Browns. Ladies and gentlemen, you know everything there is to know about Rock Auto by now. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why well, choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. RockAuto.com, you can purchase it for $216. RockAuto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto prices are reliably low, and they are for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new Carpet. We encourage you to discover your own carport needs, discover how rockauto.com can help, and of course, you can do all this by putting Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for the auto part needs that your vehicle desires. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Again, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Browns your first listen every day. And we will be back with you tomorrow, PFF Night with John Costco. We're going to go through player grades. Um, I know some of them leak through to this point, but we'll also get John's insight on that. So, again, Locked On Browns, available free on all your podcast platforms. Steve, um, I guess we'll start here. and are you kidding me 66 yards <laughs> off the crossbar and good I mean because first things first as I was looking at before I switched over I'm like you know you know when you get smudge on your phone that score can't be freaking right so you mm-hmm. went, get that fourth and 18 from the 11 holy <laughs> crap are the Lions gonna pull it and then yeah you know, 37 yards and it wasn't a fluke play it was just the Lions just left Sammy right. open. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me? Six, 66 yards off the bar, you get the bounce and save yourselves from a game that you would have been absolutely embarrassed to call a loss.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's set aside for the second all the feelings about the Ravens that we have and how you know they they get lucky a lot and the missed call and all that other stuff. Let's just let's just give credit where credit is due. Justin Tucker is the Miles Garrett of kickers. I mean, he's just he, it's just. Stupid how good that guy is. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous that he's good. You even think about uh, a 66 yarder, it, just the fact that it's even an option. I, I mean, just I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I can make it, I can make yeah. it. Work. We're good. I got Dude, this, that uh, kick was longer than the Browns that the Bears had yards yesterday. For God's sake, I know it was just so you know, credit where credit is due, and a tip of the cap to if not the one of the greatest kickers to ever set foot on an NFL playing service in Justin Tucker, but the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, how do you give up fourth and 19 at that point? How, how do you, how do you let anybody get behind you at any level? Uh, you know, especially beyond the sticks. How, how do you do that? I mean, I guess that's why, you know, the lions are the lions at this point. They're, they're just not a good football team right now. And of course the missed grounding and the missed delay and all that kind of stuff. I mean, ultimately that game will remember that we will remember that because there's a very good chance that one game will separate the the Ravens from the Browns or the chiefs or the, you know, in or out of the playoffs or winning the division or all that kind of stuff. And so that, that one play uh, that this is why we say the NFL is a game of inches. This is the perfect example. Games are won or lost by one or two plays. And uh, it ultimately one or two plays makes the difference in a season. So, but you know, I, you look at it. They're still we're still tied. Uh, we are still tied for the lead in the division. Uh, there's a long, long way to go. And these things also have a way of evening out. At some point this year, the Ravens will be on the opposite end. They'll lose a game that they absolutely should have won. So you know, over the long haul, these things have a way of evening out. But yeah, it was just. One of those, I mean, I don't know about you. I wasn't even, it wasn't even mad. It wasn't even angry. It was just, it was almost laughing. Like Like we go to expect it now. Like Like we go to, oh, of course you get the extra three seconds where it's not a delay game. And of course he hits the crossbar. Of course he's still back. Exactly. And it's It's not even mad Uh, anymore. uh, uh, uh. You're just laughing at it. So it's just the way it is. Now the other game in the AFC North, I mean, uh, first of all, let's state the obvious. If TJ Watt plays, I think the outcome is drastically different. Um, but yeah,
0: because uh, of course the Bengals fans and I've I've had my fun with it, and for the 975th time, it was never about Jamar Chase. It was right. never about Jamar Chase. It was about the fact you could have drafted a wide receiver in round two and make sure you protected your invested investment in Joe Burrow. But please let's ignore the fact that I, uh Tyson Ialua didn't play. Right. I Smith didn't start or T.J. Watt. But let's ignore that and you know kudos to the Bengals offensive line.
1: Well, and, you know, I i mean, as we always say, you can only play the team that lines up in front of you. So they went out, they did what they had to do, they won the game, all credit where credit is due. But I think everybody knows, even if it was just TJ, if everybody else didn't play but TJ Watt played, that I think that's different. He's that good. I mean, TJ Watt's one of the best edge rushers in the entire NFL. As much as we can't stand the Steelers, game-recognized game. The dude's a freaking game-wrecker. Um, so, that being the case, I think the bigger concern for the Steelers, and this is, again, stating the blatantly obvious, is that offensive line is, is serious trouble. And ben, they did the we same, all same thing Cincinnati all did. You know, they did the same old.
0: thing Cincinnati did. They went out and bought a two-seater convertible and, exactly. God damn it, they needed a minivan.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It may not get you the chicks, but it'll get you where you want to go. Right. It'll, you it'll carry all your boxes. That's, that's the, the importance of a minivan. We all wondered, you know, 39 years old, coming off elbow surgery, this and that, you know, at the end of the year, last year, was, it, was that an anomaly or will he be back? He reported in great shape and, you know, thinner and blah, 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 blah. It's only three games. It's a small sample size, but to this point, it does not appear that last year, the end of last year's Ben was an anomaly. It, it, it appears like he has reached the end of the line. Now, could he turn it around? Of course he could. They're the friggin' Steelers. And, you know, everything good that can happen seems to happen for them. But if it continues in this manner, even getting their defense back and their defense is dangerous and can win a lot of games for them, unless something changes pretty significantly uh, with Ben and that offensive line, I just don't see them, you know, doing anything more than maybe hovering around 500 because as as they have some weapons in the receiving game. Uh Najee Harris is a really good running back. Let's not take credit away from him, but they seem to already know he can't run through that line because they threw to him 14 times, which is an extension of the running game in Pittsburgh. So Uh, You know, if there's a way to figure it out, I have confidence that an organization like the Steelers will do it. I just don't know if it's possible to figure out for this year. This may be the year we've all been waiting for in Cleveland for that teams from the city 75 miles away.
0: And and for me, it it comes down to this. And for me, it's pretty simple. If you don't have an offensive line and you have a quarterback who looks every bit of 39 years old, and I'll be honest, his 39 looks a lot closer to the age that you and I are, Steve. He, you know, maybe coming out and hanging out with us, you know, sharing the Advil. Hey, can you pass the Icy Hot? I don't know uh, if I you know
1: he has I get what you're saying, yeah. yeah.
0: He looks closer <laughs> to sitting at a poker table with me and you than he does belongs in an NFL huddle. And for the Bengals, look, you know, I, I think the Bengals are trending in the right way. Uh, a lot of things are going to have to get lucky for them. They, they, they've had a decent free agency the last two years. Mm-hmm. So showing promise will finally get players. We know how it works. Um, for the Browns, uh, you got to really, really show something before these guys are going to commit to you. Cincinnati's going to need to do that. But let's also, for anybody who's rah, 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 in for the Cincinnati Bengals, keep in mind the Chicago Bears beat them last week. So that's where we're at with the Cincinnati Bengals. We do not know where they are at yet. And that offensive line, Um, let's see how they would do against this Browns defensive line. Because, you know, you got a nice favor, nice cookie yesterday. Good possibility you're not going to get a cookie like that when you face the Browns. Uh, coming up here and their pass rush. So all in all, two and one. Uh, Browns will be heading on, uh, headed to the Minnesota Vikings. going to be an interesting matchup. Last time Browns played the Vikings was London 2017, a trip Miles Garrett never took. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Everything on the OBR, Stephen Thomas, they've got the uh, not the same old Browns podcast going on live, Twitch almost every single night. Um, And I guess it should now, in my opinion, be called the, uh, not saying old Brown's podcast on Twitch starring Stephen Thomas, because it seems Steve's there every single evening. And I <laughs> joked with him. I'm like, yeah, you're going to see what this daily content thing is like. And through sex and stuff, I think Steve is totally starting to grasp what that
1: is about, the adjustments, the... I don't know what you're models. talking about. This is easy. Come on. It's a piece of
0: cake. I've got the next six months planned out. We're good, man. We're good. Yeah. The scramble, the texts, the emails, the, the, the DMs. Are you are you listening to me on any information I sent to you? Is there any way to get to you right now? i have to send out an APP for God's sakes. Uh, but Make sure you're checking everything out in those regards. Um, the OBR, obviously, uh, you know, kick-ass, been around forever, day in, day out. Jake Burns got a bunch of great stuff up you should probably check out as far as the breakdown from yesterday, and it's kind of funny because you're taking Jake away from the offensive side of the ball where he sells so well, and you get a lot, a lot of great looks on the defensive side of the ball from yesterday, rightfully so, obviously. Um, at Browns Mock Draft, make sure you're following over there. The Locked on Browns podcast, follow-back account on Twitter, at Locked on Browns, uh, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, again. Wherever you go for your podcast, free, always available. Locked on Browns. Make sure you're following or subscribe. Five star ratings, written reviews. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, uh, throw a follow over there. DMs are open. You guys, as much time as you spend for me each and you know each week, week in week out, I try to do the best I can for you guys and repay you guys back in spades. That way, that will wrap this. Like I said, your post game is up. Obviously, that's been it's been fantastic response to that. You guys are really starting to enjoy Victory Monday. So, with anybody else in the Browns content business, folks, I'm going to tell you that right now. Ching, ching, dollar signs. Yes, and more. That was a lot better for us than covering 0, and 6, 0 and 16 teams. Trust me in those regards. Uh, so, with that, it has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pounds. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.